This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, more changes to the Social Security Administration's telework policy are coming. It appears a NARA facility out in Seattle's days are numbered. And a trio of senators want to know how recent changes in immigration policy are affecting service members not born in the U.S. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. More telework changes are coming to the Social Security Administration. SSA says it notified employees and unions about a series of changes it plans to make to existing telework policies. The American Federation of Government Employees says SSA will reinstate telework for some, but not all, operations employees. The changes vary depending on an employee's component and whether they're in a bargaining unit. Employees at SSA field offices and teleservice centers won't have access to telework. Changes go into effect March 2nd. The American Federation of Government Employees wants to get rid of an Office of Special Counsel guidance designed to prevent Hatch Act violations. The guidance advises federal employees against displaying slogans or advocating for or against the impeachment of President Trump at work. AFGE and the progressive-leaning American Oversight are asking a federal district court to immediately suspend OSC's guidance. AFGE says the OSC guidance violates employees' free speech First Amendment rights. The union sued OSC back in August over this guidance. AFGE says this lawsuit is more urgent now with impeachment in the news. Nearly 5,000 non-career letter carriers will soon become career employees following a settlement between the Postal Service and the National Association of Letter Carriers. City carrier assistants with at least 30 months on the job as of February 15th will convert to career status in late March. City carrier assistants have less generous benefits than career employees and fewer protections from layoffs. An ALC had filed a national-level grievance, claiming the Postal Service had exceeded a contractual cap on city carrier assistance. Despite bipartisan opposition, the National Archives and Records Administration will shutter its Federal Records and Archives Center in Seattle, Washington. The Public Buildings Reform Board included the facility on its list of underutilized but high-value properties. NARA expects the General Services Administration will sell it within 18 months. NARA has also requested staying in the building for an additional three years after the sale. Members of Congress urged the Office of Management and Budget to block the closure, saying the board gave no notice to state archivists, historical societies, or tribal leaders. Inspectors General don't just issue audit recommendations, they follow up to see how many fixes agencies have made. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin with more. Case in point, the National Institutes of Health. The Health and Human Services Office of Inspector General went back to its 487 recommendations for the NIH, made in 2015 and 2016. It found the agency submitted clearance documents for just over half of them. Of the issues NIH did resolve, many took longer than the requisite six months. Sometimes, though, NIH took corrective action in time, but was late with the paperwork. IGs are watching. I'm Tom Temin. Participants rolled a record amount of money into the Thrift Savings Plan in 2019. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board says it handled nearly 35,000 roll-in transactions last year. Participants have rolled in over $1.3 billion. The TSP says it's a sign that a growing number of participants see value in the plan. 
The FRTIB says it's working on new features and services that will help participants roll in money to the TSP more easily. Three senators want the Government Accountability Office to evaluate the process non-citizen service members go through to become naturalized. Senators Tammy Duckworth, Dick Durbin, and Mike Rounds say they fear recent policies from the Defense and Homeland Security Departments may affect the naturalization process for service members not born in the U.S. The senators noted a decline of non-citizens in the military attaining naturalization from 2010 to 2018. Air Force Chief of Staff General David Goldfein says leaders are going through a delicate balancing act as they set up the Space Force. Goldfein says the Space Force needs to have its own unique culture while also being nested within the Air Force. The Space Force has a unique role because its work is inherently joint and therefore it will constantly work with other military services. Goldfein says the Space Force will slowly take on more responsibilities from the Air Force as time goes on. The Air Force Secretary must submit a report to Congress by the end of the week on how the Space Force will grow. The Pentagon is moving quickly to recruit a new chief data officer. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. This year's defense authorization bill moved the CDO's reporting responsibilities away from the department's chief management officer and put the position inside the CIO's office. In a memo Federal News Network obtained, DOD CIO Dana Deasy says he's already recruiting candidates and plans to have a new CDO operation up and running in 90 days. The department did not answer questions about what the changes mean for Michael Conlon, the current CDO. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. House Veterans Affairs Committee Chairman Mark Takano announced a comprehensive strategy to address veteran suicide. He says the committee, the Veterans Affairs Department, and veteran service organizations will work together on the strategy. It will be based off a suicide prevention strategy from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Takano says finding ways to financially support suicide prevention methods and teaching coping and problem-solving skills are among the seven goals. OMB throws down a challenge to improve federal acquisition. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The Office of Management and Budget threw down the gauntlet to public and private sector experts to bring ideas to help the government modernize its acquisition supply chain. OMB is asking for input to help answer an assortment of questions around benchmarking, data and pricing, market research, technology, continuous improvement, and the training of acquisition and other workers. OMB says the goal of the challenge is to catalyze new thinking about federal procurement that focuses on industry best practices and improved strategies for buying. Ideas are due February 17th. I'm Jason Miller. And dozens of organizations have urged the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board to suspend federal agencies' use of facial recognition technology pending further review. The groups, led by the Electronic Privacy Information Center, cited a recent study from the National Institute of Standards and Technology, which found commercial facial recognition software had a higher false positive rate for Asians and African Americans. The board last summer added facial recognition and aviation security as one of its active oversight projects. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 